there's nothing like a good switcheroo. In this week's podcast, we kind of do a switcheroo ourselves. I, I mean, more like I do a switcheroo, stealing lines and stealing identities. Don't worry, I'm not an identity theft or anything. But you know who did do a switcheroo? Microsoft and Sony. Because apparently Microsoft last week was like, we're going to show you gameplay for next gen. And then Sony this week was like, we're going to show you next gen gameplay from Epic. Yeah, we're talking that Unreal Engine 5. And it looks beautiful. All running on a PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5. Unreal 5. PlayStation 5. You see the promotion that they did? Yeah, Sony's smart. Or they really don't know how to manage their own PR. But hey, anyways, we're talking about that. And we're also... Just, you know, just talk about some games and life in Japan, because how often do we talk about life in Japan at the front of the show? It's been a while. So we think that you're going to really enjoy my struggles. Um, <clears throat> you'll find out when you listen. But we hope you enjoy this episode. Once again, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at UGP underscore cast. You can also leave us a voicemail, voice message on anchor.fm backslash UGP cast you know you got to go there you got to go there and leave us just please leave us a voice message okay i won't i won't beg too much and uh finally you know we're always on youtube and uh hopefully we're going to be doing a couple of maybe like live podcasts or just more gameplay things that we did like you know with the let's play final fantasy that we did and i thought that that turned out really well so i want to you know me and alex we want to do that again so uh that's about it once again you know what's coming remember to tell your friends your family your dogs your cats your figures, your rocks, your PCs, your artwork that you share across the internet. Tell them all about the Unknown Games podcast. We hope you enjoy the show once again, and uh, that's it. Have a great day. Welcome to episode number 33 of the Unknown Games Podcast. I'm your boy, Alex. Decided to switch my name today and uh, be someone different. Did some cool intros. Feel pretty proud of myself for being a different person today. How are you doing, Adrian? What's up? I'm Adrian. <laughs> oh, that was a... Okay, okay. No, I'm, I'm just messing with you, everybody. You, you already know that. That is not Alex's real name. And wait, no, wait. I confused myself. My name is Adrian, and my co-host is Alex. There we go. And this is episode number 33 of the Unknown Games Podcast, where we talk about video games and life in Japan. We haven't talked about life in Japan in in a little bit because, well, honestly, nothing's been happening because of quarantine. You can talk about your cockroach story. Oh, fudge, man. So, okay. So, long story short, in Japan, I don't care how clean your apartment is. These mofos will get in. I don't care who you are. If you're on the second or third floor, you, you stand a much better chance of not ever seeing them. But I live on the first floor and like not only is like right outside my door, straight up, just straight ground with some grass and uh, kind of mud. There's also like the I don't know if it's the sewage drain, but when it gets clogged. Yeah, you can see 
they, they, they're like, don't, don't, don't use double roll to- toilet paper. Anyways. So last night I'm trying to get some sleep. I wake up and I go to wash my hands, you know, use the bathroom or whatever. And then I see this thing on the wall and J- Japanese cockroaches in your experience, Alex, compared to Canadian cockroaches. Wait, do you have, can- are there cockroaches in ca- Canada? It's cold. No, there are none. Damn. That's awesome. See, that's how happy I would be. <laughs> I would take this trade off. No, these things are like, I don't know, the size of your palm, like a little kid's palm, I guess, maybe like a- Yeah, they can get pretty big. And every one of them that I've seen so far has been flying. And by every one of them, I mean, I sprayed this one. Uh, it tried to run away because the spray doesn't take effect like right then and there. Yeah, it, it runs away. to kill them, yeah. I, and, and it gets into a crack, right? But it dies inside that crack. So I'm trying to like- get it out and i can't use the bath uh, i can't use the um the vacuum cleaner because it's it's like what 2 a.m or something so i'm just like okay well i'll leave it there and do that in the morning i go to sleep wake back up don't drink too much water before you go to sleep everyone it's not a good idea and lo and behold i see it in a different spot now i'm like okay maybe this is the second one this is a different one no that dude had revitalized himself he just straight rezzed he respawned. He respawned because I looked in that crack, not there anymore. Respawned, just up on the ceiling. So this time I, I spray him, I get him. I march his corpse outside, toss him in the trash can, like never come back, burn, leave me alone. And, but I can't sleep. So I'm just up literally all night and I hear some more noise. I'm like, what the fudge? Really? I'm like, oh man, come on, no, no more. And it's coming from the ceiling and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And finally, my friend messages me. I just get on the computer and I'm just talking to him. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. And I didn't think anything would pop out. I thought maybe I was imagining it. I opened the door and it's just waiting there. It's just waiting. Like outside, like on the ground? Oh, no, no. Outside of my bedroom. It's just waiting next to the couch. Like, hi. Oh, hi. Um... And luckily the spray was in arm's reach. So Mm. I I sprayed that dude, girl, whatever they are. And I marched it out as well and said bye. And finally, this does does not end because it is muggy outside a little bit. And kind of the rainy season is starting. So it's their favorite time to come out and play. Uh, I found out I have like a a small little crack in the roof of my apartment. Not roof, but the... uh, the, the ceiling. Ceiling. There we go. The ceiling of my shower room. Yeah. And I open the door to take a shower, and lo and behold, up on top, Santa Claus is looking at me like, hey, what's up? I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So now I need to go get that fixed. Long story short, I hate cockroaches. They suck, but they are part of Japan. It sounds like you live in the ghetto, like you have a hole in your ceiling and stuff. (laughs) It sounds like, like, it sounds like I've been in like, I live in like the worst place ever, but it's actually really nice. So the story of this apartment is that apparently an old lady died in it. Yes, an old lady died in it. I had to find an apartment within two weeks. Wait, wait, an old lady died in your suite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This place But died in the suite. Yeah. So she she died like somewhere somewhere in in here. Somewhere okay. in here, she she died, and they they told because like in, by Japanese law, they're required to tell you if someone yeah. dies, and if you want to have you know your place purified with salt and whatever. And I was like, okay, well, 
I don't care. And she just goes, yeah, she died peacefully. Uh, but you will want to realize that your floor is kind of scratched up from cats. From, from cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like she was like clawing. No, no. <laughs> it's like cats. Uh, so there's like a little, a lot of little cat things because they let her have cats. And yeah, so I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm cool. I'm like, okay, whatever. So this place came pretty much discounted. Uh, it's nicely affordable. It's in a good area, like seven minutes from the station, five minutes if you walk fast. And there's a, you know, good restaurants around here. There's a little coffee shop. It's five minutes from city hall. It's a nice place. I can't. So lie. is there, is your rent like really cheap? Like your monthly rent? It's like 500 bucks, 500 uh, bucks yeah. with water included. Well, okay. With uh, but but no gas, no internet, right? Yeah, but not gas, internet, and electric. Just just uh, okay. just water. So, it's you know overall it's it's pretty nice. The size is good for being out here uh, outside of Tokyo and Chiba. And I honestly, like I said, I don't have any problems except for that bathroom, except for that place because it's stone. This building is old, so I've got stone walls in there. Yeah, it sounds like you should probably move eventually. That should be your next life goal. Move. That is that that was my life goal. I think for this year, like to try to move apartments. Like I was like, man. Mm -hmm. But the key fee here in Japan to like actually you can get pretty crazy. It's um, crazy. So I re I just to get everyone back on track is yeah we're a gaming podcast, but since we live in <laughs> we since we live in Japan, like we uh, tend to talk about Japan every now and then. And hey, if you're interested in Japan, if you ever want to like move here or you do live here. Um, hopefully you'll find some of her stories interesting. Yeah. Especially about the summertime. Summertime is just um, straight muggy. Yeah. And what about the Kifi thing? So like, when is your contract, uh, expiring? So uh, I actually re-signed, I signed my contract, I think last August, if I remember. So you have another, you have one more year left have, to go after this yeah, one, I have right? One more year left to go. Which yeah, can you cancel straight up in the middle of contract in Japan? Yeah, you can. You can cancel, okay, but okay. you have to pay like whatever cancellation fee. It will be written in your in your contract. But okay. About okay. the Kifi thing, like, so there's a, a bunch of I don't know if it's government housing, but it's like, it's subsidized housing, and I think partially, like, I I think the government might subsidize part what, of it. But uh, there's what are UR those, housing, right? What What are those called? Those are like the houses. Yes, yeah, it's, it's UR. It's called UR housing. UR houses. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and then you can go to like their website, or you can go to a UR office, I guess, and you can you can try to find apartments that don't have uh, key money on it. Mm. So that'll help you like move basically. And then if you they have a bunch of, of properties that are like I don't know, they're kind of like discounted, I guess. Wait, but... do we call those like the the donchi, like the group housing kind of thing? I, I don't know if it's the same. Actually, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. I just know that you ought to, uh, you ought to, you ought to. Yeah. Place. Okay. So you can go and like, there's a, there's a bunch of properties that are like, if you promise that you're only going to live there for the first contract and you will not renew, you promise that you won't renew, uh, you can get a pretty good discount on, on housing. Okay. So you get a good deal. Uh, you move into hopefully a nice area uh, and maybe there's no key money. So it does save you a lot of money to move out. But because you can only stay there for like two years, you have to move again in another two uh, years. Like I've got like my apartment set up pretty like I, I got it pretty set up nicely. Uh, if anyone's been here, I know like friend of the show, Rivar and uh, also Anthony, they've they've been here and stayed. And like the number one request is just like, yeah, man, you got to upgrade 
essentially that bathroom. When they came here, I didn't even have a bed. Honestly, there was no bed. There was no desk. There was no computer. This room was a storage room, essentially. And my second room, like the living room, because it has a heater, or not heater, but an air conditioner unit there, uh, I would just pretty much sleep on a futon out there. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of those those things that was kind of weird. And people were like, hey, you should get a bed at least. Yeah, well, I mean, like now that you have a... Uh, I don't know, a bed. <laughs> you can <laughs> bed consider, now. yeah, consider moving apartments next when your contract's up. Yeah, I, I want to move into one of those like kind of high rise mansion places, like a little, like those cost a crap ton of money though. Oh yeah, I'm tired I think of, like, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm tired of living on ground floor. I've lived on ground floor every year. My 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 first apartment was also on the ground floor, and I, I had a couple of cockroaches crawl in as well, especially because my my first apartment. Uh, was was kind of ghetto. I lived in a not great area as well, and the building yep. itself was pretty old. The facilities were kind of busted up. So you know how like when you have the screen door for your balcony, like there's a bug screen, right? Yeah, yeah. The bug screen itself was broken. Like it was just a huge ass hole, like in the corner of the screen. Uh, oh, and I, I like knew there was a hole there, but I didn't like, I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, it's probably fine. So then I, I, it was the summertime, so I left the the glass door open just because it was so hot, right? Oh no! Um, no. And I come home, yeah, and there's this like <laughs> oh, huge no. cockroach, like this huge cockroach, like on my wall. I was like, oh, oh. no! And you're right, like with the spray, like it doesn't, um, it doesn't insta kill them. They 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 scurry, so you hit them, and then they kind of like drop off the wall or they like fly away. Uh, and you gotta like chase them down. You gotta like follow up. You on have your to follow kill. up. You have to keep yeah. spraying for an additional like three seconds. Just just follow up on that spray, everybody. That's survival 101 in Japan. Follow up on yeah. your spray. Yeah, and then you gotta like you gotta you gotta douse them. So it's, it's now crazy I live too. Yeah, well, I don't live on the first floor anymore. But like I think from now on, like every time that I look for an apartment, one of my requirements will be like it has to be above ground level. Like I don't yeah want to live on a ground floor. It's not just the bugs. It's also sorry, sorry. It's, it's, oh, okay. it's not just the bugs <laughs> okay. either. I mean, it's also like in terms of earthquake. Like I'm the first one to get buried. Yeah, well, aside from that, it's also like, I don't want, like, when I used to live on the ground floor, and I had to, like, take my laundry, I had to dry my laundry, mm -hmm. it's like, you open your screen door, and you're just, like, putting your shirts out, you're just putting your underwear out, and you're on the street, so, like, just people are walking past you, and you're like, hey, what's up? Dang. It's my clothes. <laughs> so. I'm like, I'm, I'm almost that way, like, my, my balcony, it's actually above the street level, because, like, I'm on a hill kind of thing, so, um... It still has like a little balcony feel to it. Honestly, if I could ha have a small grill, I would grill there. Uh, uh huh. Yeah. If I just had a small, you know, a small little Western grill, I'd put that mug out there and, and grill. But that's not legal here. So, uh, yeah. The Man. the the last time I was looking for apartments uh, at this point, this couple years ago, but I was like, oh, um, I want to live not on the ground floor, like at least two, at least the second floor, right? Yeah, at and least then, second floor. And then the real estate agent was like, oh, yeah, we have a nice, really big apartment like that you can check out. So I, I took a look. And when they said it was second floor, that wasn't entirely true. It was weird. It's like the apartment itself was slanted. I don't even know how to describe what? it. What? Yeah. So when you come in, when you come in through the front door, that's on the second floor. You're like, oh, yeah, this is the second floor. But as you walk through the property and then as you get to the to the, the rear balcony, it's on street level for some reason because it's like so on a hill. It's on a hill, yeah. so like the yeah. hill actually catches up 
to yeah the exactly apart to, to the rear balcony yeah so i was like oh i want you know a second floor and then i check out the rear balcony and i was like this is not second how dare you like no so would that would that mean that whoever was on the first floor they're basically like the basement level kind of thing like yeah and um well the thing about that property was there was no first floor like it was that was the the, the bottom most yeah it was just that floor um (laughs) but yeah i did i took a look at that apartment uh me and my girlfriend took a look took a look at it and like it was nice it was it was spacious back when we were moving in like Mm -hmm. i had we had plans on how to use the space and it was really great but like what put us off was the distance from the station and also just that it really wasn't the second floor. It so. really does. It really does help. Like the closer you are to the station. That's why I like this apartment is like some of the flaws. Cause they actually renovated it uh, before I moved in. So everything is pretty much new except for that bathroom because it's just so old. Um, it did, they did, they did put in a toilet, not a toilet, but a, um, actually, yeah, they did take out the Japanese style toilet, put in a Western style toilet. And then also, uh fixed up the shower with a tub so it's for the most part modern just the walls are concrete do you have a unit bath or what it's separate so it's not unit oh okay okay which in some ways is good because i have a lot of room but you know at least the unit bath my previous apartment was a unit bath and you can keep that clean a lot easier than like straight up tile oh my god i used to cheat when i lived in an apartment with the unit bath i would just like spray the whole room i would just take the shower yeah, head just and just spray, like, spray everything just spray it actually you know what's crazy is my last apartment did not have a sink to brush my teeth in i don't know if that's common in japan like you just don't have a sink i'm kidding you use like the the kitchen sink i had to use the kitchen the kitchen sink to brush my teeth that's crazy man i legit looked three times when i moved in i just kept looking like there has to be a sink in here there has to be, no no sink at all no sink, yeah. just the kitchen sink. Yeah. Anyways, well, that's what it's like to live in Japan. That's what it's like to look for an apartment in Japan. Um, we, yeah. It, it's relatively easy as long as you have a little cosigner or maybe like a Japanese person who can cosign for you or you pay the insurance company, one of the two. Oh, yeah. God forbid you're a foreigner looking for an apartment. That's a whole totally different topic, but yeah. For the next episode of the Unknown Games Podcast, brought to you by Life in us. Japan. <laughs> and us and anchor.fm yeah so we that was a nice little intro though we, i, I enjoyed talking japan life we haven't done that in a while so that was that was good this week we are going to be talking about uh the pretty much epic oh i did not mean to say it like that but the epic things that happened in the world of gaming number one being the unreal engine unreal engine wait what unreal 5 i think yeah it's the unreal, fifth engine yeah, yeah unreal 5 being unveiled with the demo running on playstation 5 which wowed us all after Xbox let us see real gameplay too um, the week before. And of course, Apex Season 5, you know me and Alex, we are on it because, well, actually, I wasn't actually on it that much until this weekend. So we're going to start out with Apex and then we're going to end up on Unreal Engine 5. So Alex, I don't know how you've played a lot more Apex Season 5 than me. I actually got burnt out a little bit and didn't play for like four days. I took a break and just played Final Fantasy 7. Uh, yeah, I've been playing almost uh, nightly, actually, since the Season 5 started. So it's pretty good so far. You, you got uh, a new character. You got Loba. Loba. Um, so her abilities are, so her passive is seeing high tier loot through walls. Her tactical ability is basically a teleport. 
Um, and then her ultimate is called the Black Market, which that she put this thing down, uh, and then has a, a bit of a. It's not a huge radius, but in I don't know how long how big the radius is, but in a certain area you can basically see all the loot uh, that's either in a death box or in a in a bin uh, or something like that. Which is which and is good, and you're allowed to get up to two items, like you and up your teammates. Up to two items, yeah. yeah, or your enemies if or you choose enemies. not to collapse it. Yeah, yeah a lot of people I notice that aren't aren't collapsing it. They just leave it up for some reason. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, just, thanks. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so anyone, so it's 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 teammates or enemies. Anyone who accesses accesses your black market can grab up the two items from everything in the area. Uh, so. It's really good after a gunfight if you clean up a couple teams and there's a lot of death boxes. You can just drop, um, have your Loba drop it down and take a look at basically everything that is in those death boxes. Grab what you need and get out of there real quick. And it's it's uh, so yeah. that's that's Loba. That's Loba. She's she's good. I've been I've actually been playing a lot of Loba uh, on New Kings Canyon. I don't know that what, what we're calling it. It's just New Kings Canyon before they uh start the rotation up but yeah king's canyon itself also skull town is gone as well as wetlands is is pretty much like as it was is gone uh, it's been kind of renovated i guess uh with i think what is it called like rig and uh capacitor or something like that yeah so capacitor used to be relay okay okay and rig is just in the top right corner so is that and... wetlands anyways like the most the top right most of of the map is called uh uh, rig now. Yep. And then King uh, Skull Town is just underground. It's gone. Bump that. It's place. like it's a it's a it's a kill area. If you try to like, you'll just fall into the ocean and die. I do. I, I to totally, like, I'm not even kidding. Like that, that happened to me. Yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, I'm actually did, not kidding. Did, did you like? So like, there's a bridge. There's two bridges that link to that area, but there's one bridge, and I was like, oh okay, I can hop over this fence, and then I was like, there's nothing here. There's no. So what happened was like, uh, we were in the drop ship, the supply ship. Sorry. Yep. And. We we're like, all right, we got our loot. Let's jump. And like, we we're just like, all right, let's 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 hop. And then I just jumped off the ship. And then I was like, oh no, there's nothing here. There's, there's nothing, nothing here. here. <laughs> there's nothing and here. Then we died. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I wonder how much like data they have of people who actually have just been in that same situation for whatever reason. Like, cause your mind, like for me, I had like a flashback of old Kings Canyon. Like, oh, I could just hop over this, and I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> and there's just nothing. I'm like, okay, bump it. Uh, but it, I, I got to say that the new map, uh, the adjustments that they've made, definitely people are jumping all over the place. It, there's no, there's still a hot area near market slash uh, where Skull Town used to be, but it's still, it's spread out, you know, and yeah, fights kind of converge think, on it. Well, they, I think that it was a calculated decision because they noticed they didn't, you know, a lot of people were dropping at Skull Town no matter what always. So they're like, we want to basically change the meta um yep. before the game gets like too stale or whatever so i think it was a calculated decision to to change the map like that yep and also we have new web well no not new weapons if you want to count the peacekeeper as a new weapon that mug is straight deadly uh so the peace peacekeeper is now in the uh in the crate care packages in the yeah. care package so you have to open that up once it drops to get one of those but if you have loba then you know maybe you can snatch it off of somebody or even that get care package without even going to it uh and then in exchange the mastiff is now a common weapon i i think this change was for the better to be honest i so, i agree except for when you encounter the new peacekeeper <laughs> right so the thing here the thing about the peacekeeper in like previously was that it's a very good gun it's a common gun mm -hmm. 
Um, and even without a choke, it was still pretty deadly. What well, is deadly? It was deadly it at, was at deadly. close range. Yeah. And then like once you have the choke on it, like you could slay to mid range, and mm -hmm. you could even mm -hmm. hit people long range comically. You wouldn't like down them probably, but you could still hit them long range, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it was just a very very good gun. And then the mastiff, when you got it from the care package, uh, would would do uh, a lot of damage. It had a decent rate of fire. Uh, but it has spread. Like you'll notice that it had um, a decent it's amount of bullet spread. spread. Yeah, it's it's spread unless you ADS with it is pretty. Like you're gonna miss more shots than you expect. Yeah, to for a shot. Yeah, so I had a, a, a final ring fight uh, like a month ago or something. Just obviously before season five. Mm -hmm. uh, it was me and another player. We both had mastiffs, and we were just like shooting. We were in a room together, and like we weren't like. We didn't instantly down each other. Like we mm -hmm. didn't like exchange a couple like shots. Yeah. So, I mean, the I feel like that would not have happened with the with the peacekeeper. Um, it's yeah. It's a the peacekeeper. Yeah, you hit, you hit, and now you definitely kill. Don't even because the 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 reloads faster. The 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 bolt that's on it. I swear that thing's like a level four because it's even faster. It shoots even it faster does, now. Yeah, they tuned it to be actually even more damaging. And I think that they might have tightened the spread. This, the spread is tightened, yeah. They tightened the but spread like, too a little bit. It's crazy. I, I noticed on Twitter that people were complaining about the Mastiff as a normal weapon. They're really? like, oh, this, the spread is so bad. Okay, okay, um, yeah. It was, like, it, was, it was like a guy on, um, on the range who was like showing off, basically, you can't hit anything with the Mastiff mm. at range. Yeah, uh, you, you but but to that I have to say like well that makes sense it's a shotgun it's not a it, it's meant for close range right that's I feel true. like that's that's for balance purposes uh, and the peacekeeper is still you can still hit people at long range with a peacekeeper and that's probably yep. why it's a gold weapon though yep I think I think overall it's for the better and of course the I, I think even more so than Loba coming in and. You know, I, I, honestly, I think Loba is definitely a game changer for for the higher ups or for just the meta in in general, along with the map. But Mirage, Mirage getting buffed to next level. Oh yeah, he's top good. Tier. He's, yeah, he's really Holy good. Holy crap! Now. Yeah, he's he's so the fact that you can you can now control your Mirages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so you can basically make it seem like the the decoy is you because it'll act like a human you can do dumb things you can slide hop you can you can what's the word crouch spam crouch. right it, i mean it's pretty much just mimicking you so you send it out normally like you would the you know like you, you did it before and, and then, then yeah. you press a button and you can whatever you're can, doing it's, it's it'll do, do it yeah 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 so it's so that that's good it's um, insane and then you have two what is it two charges under decoys right you so two. you can yep. send two out in short succession, and then you have the ultimate, which is tweaked to be more like emergency dance party from the from Dummy's Big Day, that event they had a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Which that is really confusing. I want them to limit the amount of decoys because there are so many decoys dancing. I don't know who is what, where. Well, the that's Congress... probably that's well, that's good. That means this ultimate is working, right? <laughs> there's so much. There's so many, and I mean, yeah. like the thing is, is that. Um, he used to, when he used to activate his ult, he would go invisible and, you know, he would cloak and he couldn't do anything until he came out of cloak. But now he goes cloak for two seconds, I think, comes out of cloak. So it's just enough time for him to pop, go somewhere and then, you know, just relocate in those decoys and you can control them. Same thing, same mechanics. So it's, it's insane. And then on top of that, his, 
I think one of his best buffs that makes me want to play him is the fact that when he reses a teammate, not yeah, only yeah. does he cloak, but his the teammate also the teammate cloaks, cloaks as well. Also, when you're respawning someone in at the ship, like yeah. the beacon, yeah, you end up cloaking too, so people don't know you're there uh, until the dropship arrives. You know, but still, I think Mirage is. You know, I really want to run like Wraith, R Mirage, Loba, and just start running around doing crazy. W where are people? What are you doing? Pathfinder, you know, Pathfinder, I, I got nerfed a little bit. So, uh, with his grappling hook, but overall, like, how are you finding this season as opposed to the previous seasons? Are your expect expectations higher? Are you enjoying it more? Do you feel like you're going to be more invested because we have like the quest storyline stuff that's going on? Like, what do what do you think? I mean, I'm probably just enjoying it the same as I did previously. So the quest stuff, I'm not like too excited. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I, I was, I'm, I have been getting my treasure packs every day. Okay. Okay. So I think today is when I can do the first of the quests. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll probably do that later tonight. But like Mirage buffs are pretty exciting. The map, I'm like, the map is fine. Like I'm not like, I'm not in love with the map, but it's just like, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like I'm, I don't know. I think it's I think the, the, the changes are fun. Like I, I like I like the new areas. Um like rig and and yeah, like um whatever what lands used to be. And then there's a new door uh from labs now. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. There's that little door connecting to labs, yeah, which is yeah, so pretty that's, cool that's too. fun. Um and there's also that mechanic of where I think they really wanted to do risk reward in a lot of these places. You know, you, you risk uh, using black market, you send out that signal so people kind of know it's there um, or know you're there using it. Or you can charge your ults now. Uh, yeah, with those stations. tower things. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and every I was like, did I hear a clap of thunder go off or something? Like, is this a clap of thunder? Uh, yeah. But it, everyone knows where you are when you use that, and uh, you know it's it's reward. And I think it's it's really cool because it's, it's an instant charge. So if you're Gibraltar, you just use your ult. And you get to one of those stations, you you know. Yeah, you can pop two vaults or something. I think it, it would be a waste on certain legends like Octane. You just have two jump pads like that. Just, just have them out. Would be a <laughs> bit of a waste. Yeah, I'm actually I'm really curious to see where they're going to take Octane with further buffs because in the patch mm -hmm. notes it said, well, his I guess they buffed him by reducing the charge time of his ultimate. Right, right. Um, but they said like they're going to they have more stuff planned for Octane, and I want to see what those what those planned changes are. It'll be interesting. Uh, I mean, what what do you think? What would you like to see for an Octane buff? I would honestly or rework, like sorry, to rework like Mirage. Um, either uh, the the health penalty for using your tactical mm -hmm. is reduced, or your your health regeneration is faster. That self inflicted is faster. So like, I'm not saying mm. he re like regenerates health faster. That kind of be cheap, but. If it's self-inflicted, like from the from the tactical, the then yeah, I would want that to be regen faster. You I, could just I think, use that a lot because I think where he was in season one when they introduced him, he could you know see like he could tick about the same way as with the first ring. So like if he's in the first ring, he's kind of gaining health at a, at a good rate. You know what I mean? But now it's like he doesn't gain it as fast, right? It's did they slow it? They slowed um, it down, right? Like it. I'm, I'm oh, they made the ring sure. stronger. One of the two. They made like, the ring stronger. I'm pretty so. sure they made the ring stronger. But uh, that's what I'd like to see. So either um, something to do with his health, uh, or if he could, I don't know. I would say like maybe they give him the ability to double jump. Like that's a passive now. He can double jump. Mm, personally, just double jump. 
Sorry, Which, what? Yeah, yeah, just personally double jump. That, that wouldn't be yeah, bad to jump. help him like get to high places. I mean, mm-hmm. every, everyone else, I mean, he is a high mobility character, so it would make more sense for him to be able to relocate to higher positions without the jump pad. He's got mm-hmm. freaking shocks on his legs. Yeah, it's actually because like, um, so Loba basically can get high ground very quickly, faster than uh, Pathfinder can maybe with the teleport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, give Octane a double jump. That'd hashtag, be fun. I'd like hashtag. that. <laughs> Give Octane a double jump. Start that Twitter campaign. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I'll see. Uh, well, because they, they said the focus was on utility, though. Team utility. So I don't know if a double jump helps your team, to be honest. Unless so. everyone just don't like your entire team uses the jump pad together. Like you just all fly together. That would be. Yeah. So I don't know how cool. they can increase team utility as Octane. Like, what well, what do you think they could do to increase his team utility? Um, it would be kind of cool if he gave everyone syringes, like the stem. I don't so know. Everyone if could. Everyone could stem. Everyone could stem for just a little bit or something like that. Or that would be so crazy. <laughs> would be... How would you? Yeah. How would you even manage? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe if you use stem, you don't regen health for that ultimate but you just get supercharged for a, a good amount of time like i think something like that could kind of work but it, it's it's really like why would i want to get supercharged i mean bangalore would be super hype because like, maybe it would stack with her and she's just freaking moving crazily oh yeah because bangalore runs faster when she gets hit right but i i don't know like octane is very much he's like mirage you know like he's a whatever buff they do to him or rework i feel like it's even though they say it's going to benefit the team, it's going to be like Mirage's rework, right? It benefits him a lot, but it also benefits the team in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's going to be one of those. Well, they said the, the changes they had for Octane plan just didn't make it into the patch. So I guess we'll have to wait till next that next patch, I guess. Next probably patch. That's halfway through the season, right? Or something, probably? Probably. It'll probably be somewhere around the, the map rotation uh, for ranked, maybe. So like a month later. I, I, I think mm-hmm. I can see like a month, a month and a half later for that um but yeah apex has been fun i and like i said i i did get back on it and i've been enjoying loba i've been enjoying the teleport with her and just trying to figure out how to how to use it better uh i i do miss my my ring tosses sometimes and it just gets deflected straight back down to the ground and i'm like man but there have been some cool times where i've used it to escape to shoot into a, a building uh to get out of the action to heal or to reposition myself and like I said, it it I don't see as many Watsons running around. I don't see as many caustics right now because everyone's still playing Loba. But I I think they've done a good job hopefully shifting the meta for this season. So we don't just have to see Watson, Gibraltar, Pathfinder, Wraith in combination. Mm. No one's playing Lifeline. Bless her heart. They, they're, they're, they're like, we're going to leave her like she is. She's good where she is. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm wondering, I wonder if they will change Lifeline's uh, passive in, in a way now that, for example, the the heal speed, like Gibraltar in the dome, he, he reses faster. So that's kind of like Lifeline's thing. And now that Mirage can cloak when he's reviving characters, that's also like Honestly, that kind of... feels better than... Because you can send out a, a, a decoy, right? The thing about the decoy, though, is if you send out a decoy and you start resing a teammate, 
you and your teammate go invisible, but your decoy does not go invisible. So your your decoy is just crouched on the ground doing the res animation. Oh, he's doing the so, res. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously, obviously that's not that's not you, right? So, oh man, it's like oh, I'm I'm resing something. Yeah. Okay. So they okay. know they they know that like that's not the one to try to find, you know, where is the real one. It'll be it'll be it'll be interesting, and maybe we can do a couple streams with uh, with Apex. I mean. Hey, we play it anyway, so it's a it's a fun mm-hmm. it's a fun game. Uh, anything else you want to chime in about Apex Season Five? Anything? I don't have any other questions per se that I'm thinking of right now. Ranked is ranked is ranked. I don't think anything's different. World's Edge. Do you think World's Edge is going to change, or we'll just be stuck with old World's Edge for the? I was season? honestly expecting a change to World's Edge this season, as opposed to a change to Kings Canyon. Because we had a couple of iterations of King's Canyon, and then we had one iteration, one extra iteration of uh, of World's Edge. So I was expecting uh, either a change to World's Edge again or a brand new map. Maybe, yeah, like that's what I was expecting too. At least a brand new map to accompany this change Season to King's five, Canyon. Yeah. Because like King's Canyon, it's changed, and like the way you play it has changed. But for the most part, half of the map is. More than half of the map, maybe seventy five percent of the it's, map. Is, it's pretty it's similar. Same. Yeah, it's the same. Like Octane's Gauntlet is still there, and it's still the same. They didn't change it anyway. They didn't fuck. Like, so they didn't like put like I don't know lava cracks or anything, or like they didn't flood it or anything like that. I feel like that have been. I would have been more excited about Kings Canyon season five, if not just sinking Skull Town. If they like changed a lot of the other maps, like mm. Labs. Labs is half caved in, or. uh Airbase is flooded or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I, I probably would have been more excited if it was really different. If it was, yeah. And and, and I when I when I, I looked in the first time when I dropped in the first time I was like, okay, where am I? Let me get my bearings. But for the most part, it was like, okay, I, I understand. This half of the map is the same. This little portion, these little portions are a little bit different. And you know, they got yeah. some rocks here and there that are actually different that they've changed up. Some little terrain differences, but for the most part. You know, you'll feel you should feel at home on this map. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, again, the game has only been out for a little bit over a year now, so we're still kind of in our early legs of of uh, Apex Legends. So you look at Rainbow Six Siege, like that game's been around for what two years now, three years. So it's yeah, and they have what it's like what fifty two operators now. Yeah, they have so many operators, and yeah, I mean that game. I I think Siege is, is doing well. Um, I'm I'm glad Siege came back. Siege wasn't doing so well at launch, and mm-hmm. I think that, and Ubisoft turned it around into an actual like a east like a competitive esport game. Competitive esport so game. That, yeah. yeah, that's that's good on Ubisoft. I think it's actually a game where Japan has a team too. Like Japan does is really good in Siege. Apparently, like I was watching uh, this TV show where they kind of like follow esports and esport commentators here in Japan, and they were talking about the yeah the Rainbow Six Siege team for Japan. It's like yeah. They won, I guess, second place or first place t- twice in a row, like for for back to back years. I was like, okay, that's cool. Mm. Good job. Don't know where your Apex team is, but they got some they got some crazy Apex players. But yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think Japan's doing all that well in Apex. I think in season two or something, Invitationals, Japan didn't rank very high. <sighs> for yeah. the motherland. Anyways. That's, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so that's our Apex rant. Slash Japan life. That was very interesting. I, I wasn't expecting the Japan thing, but luckily my life has provided interesting things, even when I'm locked inside. Yes. And we're going to come back with 
the news of a new generation, a new era, one that we all believe is going to be better. Yeah. So stay tuned. And welcome back to the... Sorry. <laughs> it's like the, the premature law and order court, say, court change scene. You can hit it again. Hit that gavel. Doom, doom. There we go. Well, welcome back, everybody. We, I think this week was, or last week was pretty awesome in the fact that we finally had some next gen, I guess like a, a feel of what next gen is going to be like. And if you're on PC, you're probably like, oh man, I've already got some of this good stuff anyways. But for us console simpletons and, uh, you know, people who don't have consoles, who just have a Switch, I'm not basis, you know, biased against the Switch. I'm just, anyways, we got a, uh, Epic Games showed us the Unreal Engine 5 running on a PlayStation 5. That's a lot of fives together. It's 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Which They said it's playable, actually, so. Oh, for real? It's like. Uh, yeah, they said it was it was a playable tech demo, which I mean, we'll have to take their word for it at this point. They're not exactly handing that out on things Online. that we can play on. But yeah, <laughs> it's like, hey, guys, go ahead and play this uh, because the, the engine itself is going to be, out, I believe, next fall for developers to actually start mm. well, for everyone to actually start using uh, open to the public kind of thing, you know, by the license or whatever. But I mean, they were very keen to, to show what they did. And it was a, what, like a nine minute demo. Where, I mean, the actual demo itself is probably like, what, four, three minutes, not even that much if you just walk through it. But the highlights of this engine are they really wanted to work on lighting, mm -hmm. which I think is under like, they, they call it like lumens, if, if I'm right, uh, the lumens part of the engine. And then also the text, is it just, is it texture, like physics textures? Yeah, it's like the texture quality. Um, they said it's like Hollywood movie asset level that you can just import and it scales properly um, based on your resolution. So, right. yeah, you're right. So I, if you take a look at the at the video, um, a lot of the focus on, on this demo was on real time lighting. So they take like uh, the sun and they can move it in real time, and it it act it accurately is reflected in the world. So. On the rocks, um, light is reflected, you know, yep. like on like the sub, what is it? What I want to say, like the the material of the surface is 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 accurate. So ro rocks reflect light in a different way than like a human skin would or something, right? And it's all it's right. all accurate to real life. Right. And then on top of that, when light comes in interaction with other objects, so they there's a part where she actually goes into the dark, and she has like a little, it's, I mean, the equivalent of a flashlight, we'll say. And she shines it on the ground and all the bugs that are there just kind of scatter away from it. But they keep within the radius like we can kind of stay here, but don't keep pushing that light towards us. So apparently things will be reactive to light if you want to program them that way. So it's, you know, light sources are interactive, which is, you know, which that's cool. I, I know that the character model itself wasn't exactly high detail, but they wanted to show off that they've made some improvements to the physics engine in terms of like, and this is what I thought was actually really cool is you know, like a lot of times in games when characters are standing on steps or if they're kind of, I don't know, if they, they touch a wall or something, their hands aren't really, their hands or feet don't actually rest flush to it. It doesn't seem oh, like they yeah, completely yeah. touched it. I've seen that a lot in video games, especially like Metal Gear Solid 5, like when you're walking upstairs slowly, like Snake mm -hmm. kind of like glides on them. 
Yeah, yeah. So they they went out their way, I guess, to improve that. And it was really nice to actually see that when she was standing on an uneven surface that her feet looked like they were pretty rested on the ground. And even when she's touching, uh, when she's kind of like, you know, doing that kind of animation where you crawl through the wall that everyone mm -hmm. does. I don't know why that ever started. I think it was God of War 3. But yeah, she it, these little sub, subtle touches that they're adding uh, that they say you can add now with uh, with their, their physics. Also, her scarf is modeled just apparently. Yeah. Just straight up nicely. So they, the, the thing about crawling through the wall is like that's a game development technique to reduce. To load. Um, right. Yeah, this stops a player from moving too, quick, too, quick, too quickly through an area, uh, which gives the game time to, to load textures. Yep, yep. And uh, in this so, case, the textures, up, like you said, are already there when they when that happened in this demo i think people were concerned that they were doing that for the same reason to to give the game or the, the engine time to low textures but epic said that they just wanted the camera to get really close to the wall so that you could see the quality of the textures mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah the textures yeah. are there they're all really really high quality like you said hollywood asset it just looks beautiful. Now, this this demo was running at 1440p at 30 frames a second. Uh, there was no ray tracing, if I believe. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no ray tracing on it, yeah. So all the lighting and stuff is being done in the engine. And mm -hmm. uh, I talked to my friend Anthony, a uh, friend of the show today, and he's he's. <laughs> I love how he was just like, yeah, man, it was cool and all, but I bet you didn't notice all that other stuff. In terms of like, he's like, okay, it's cool and everything, but it really isn't, this demo isn't as cracked up as, as it seems to be if you go back and look at unreal engine 4's demo mm -hmm. it looks really impressive yeah. it looks really impressive too very similar so mm -hmm. um for for him he's just like you know all this stuff is is good but we'll see in the in an actual game if they're able to do if you're able to do all this especially with loading in all these assets these high quality assets which you no longer have to descale was it like not descale them down but you know I guess not pulling the full quality of your your asset, or you know a statue or something, and yeah, I oh, know they they show that one room with like a thousand five hundred something like these statues. Like these are all high quality assets, and we're moving through them in real time. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. It's always like a vertical slice of of the pie to to sort of so to speak. Because like, um. Yeah, when you always when you have a tech demo of of something like this, it looks really really good because that's like the the max capacity mm -hmm. of of what the the engine can show. But it's not a full game. Like you're not you're there's a lot of stuff that's you know different from an actual working full scale game. Yep. So we'll and... we'll see like what happens like in three four years when the console uh, generation is in full swing. It'll be it'll be interesting, and I think that. You know, it was interesting, actually, this generation, seeing, number one, personally, Japanese developers use the Unreal Engine and really customize it to giving us all these, you know, all these really nice anime-style games and things that we haven't seen the Unreal Engine or think the Unreal Engine is, you know, would be doing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I found that to be a, a cool thing, this generation. And I'm so I'm, I'm looking forward to that the most, seeing what kind of anime-like worlds I can kind of go into and how much better those get. Even though they're not using all of this cool technology, I think they're still, like, I don't know, there's room. Yeah, I know, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 is Unreal 4, I think. 
I think, yeah, yeah. I think and then all of like the recent Arxis games are also Unreal. Unreal. So they, they heavily customize it. I don't know, but was there anything in this demo that kind of stood out to you? Any moments? I know the moment at the end when she just jumps off the cliff and just straight up does some flight. Some journey stuff, yeah. Journey shit. It was awesome. But was there anything uh, that you saw or anything that got you hype in this this uh, this demo? I mean, I wasn't like really, really hype on it because it's like, I'm not, that's not to say that it wasn't impressive, but it was, it, it is impressive. It's just like, I, I want to see, um... To what extent can developers actually get their games to look like this? I think what stood out for me was the lighting. It looked really impressive, very mm -hmm. realistic, very very photorealistic. So yeah, um, yep. I think that'll be, uh, you know, if if AAA games in three years can can you can actually achieve that level of real time lighting, I think that would be really really cool. And they said, um, yeah, you're right. There's no ray no ray tracing in that demo, but that doesn't mean you can't also use ray tracing when you make a unreal 5 game right right so there is a possibility that there's a game in four years running on ps5 or whatever um because i think they said ps5 supports ray tracing how well i don't know but um yeah. it is they could do a game running ue5 with the lighting effects and also ray tracing just to see how incredible that gets so and that's it's i don't know for me, I, I I looked at this and I and it, I had a good reaction similar to when I saw PS two to PS three. That, that jump. To, yeah, yeah. There was like there was a jump moment for me. You know, PS three to PS four. I was like, okay, you know, it's 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 whatever, right? But for for this, I felt like I felt like you know what? I want to get a PS five. I want to get an Xbox Series X. I want to upgrade my PC. Like I want to be in this generation because I feel like we're taking another leap that we haven't had for for a little bit. You know, I yeah, think it I was think marginal before. Up until now, lighting of that quality always had to be baked in, uh, mm -hmm. so not rendered in real time. And for a game developer, that takes a lot of time. And like, if you want to. To look at your scene and the lighting's not quite right you have to go and like rebake it and that takes that's a lot of resources a lot of time right so right. being able to 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 change things up on the fly to tweak your scene to make sure it looks really correctly lit and everything um that'll either uh reduce the development cycle of a video game or it'll free up so much resources that they can that devs can put time into just other stuff yeah so we're overall if you haven't seen the demo, definitely go check out. I think you can check it out on Vimo or just IGN, just any any news site that you're that you check for video games. Just look up the Unreal Engine Five. You'll be able to find it or YouTube, whatever. You know, it's there, and it's beautiful, and it's nice. But you know what else is nice? Apparently, this free PR that Sony got. <laughs> we'll call this free PR because you know we were talking on a couple shows back about how you know they Sony's like okay here's the next gen or whatever, and they had the GDC thing come out, and we really weren't able to tangibly understand what the heck they were talking about for us common people. Uh, Anthony kind of broke it down on one of our episodes, and it made a lot more sense then. But we have, uh, we have, uh, let's see, is it Todd Sweeney? Did I get it right? From Epic Games. From Epic Games, yeah. Who I wish I knew his title for right now. Why can't he's I like the He's like the president of Epic Games. Right? Okay, okay. But he was saying that 
and this is what, what kind of threw me off. He's like, Sony's done a really awesome job of architecting, architecting a great system. The storage architecture on the PS5 is far ahead of anything you can buy on any, wait, you can buy on anything on PC. I said that a lot. For any amount of money right now, it's going to help drive the future of PCs. They're going to see this and be like, oh, wow, SSDs are going to need to catch up with this, which I know I sent this statement to you and it was just kind of like, what, WTF? Um, well, um, okay. So I guess, I mean, they're working with Sony in terms of just probably asking them like, hey, what would you guys like? I don't know if they signed a deal for this to say like, hey, you guys can only say um, Sony because they don't really mention Xbox yeah. Series um, X. I I all. think they asked like Xbox or Microsoft rather like, hey, can that demo run on, on can that run on Xbox Series X? Uh, and they said like, it's a really vague answer. They're like, yeah, we believe that demo is is very indicative, indicative of like what the next gen will be. But they just can't say like straight up. Yeah, we can run yes. it too. And and obviously it's a it's a middleware engine. It's for everybody. So, yes, but it's going to run. Yeah, exactly. And, and what's so confusing fine. is like if you look at the paper, uh Xbox Series X has Sony beat in a bunch of in a bunch of like spots, right? GPUs right. uh more powerful on a Series X. So like why not? Like why can't it run on a Series and, X, right? And so like what Sony's been trumping is this their hard drive, which is this, you know, it's a hard drive that's essentially used on the three not 360 but the xbox series x as well the nve2 but the only difference yeah. is is sony is saying that this thing is so integrated into the system and this is what epic is either echo like truly echoing or it's just saying for pr i have no clue but it this is really what's going to make the difference between the two systems is this integration of their ssd into the ps5's architecture Sure. Yeah, and I mean, oh. if that helps, if if that helps, like, uh, streamline the texture pipeline uh, for graphics on a PS5, then I can see maybe how th things would run a, a little bit better on a PS5. But it is it is an engine that's meant to be multi-platform. So, like, what about PCs? Right? That's yeah. our. So <laughs> it's it's such a weird thing, and like you know, people came out of this. That I mean, all of the news headlines were PS5 gameplay on PS5. I mean, Sony, you might not be able to do your own marketing well, but I guess you leave to other people and they'll do it for you pretty pretty darn well. So, um, yeah. What are the, the other major engines? I mean, like Epic, or sorry, Unreal Engine is one of the major ones, but you, there's a ton of games that are made in Unity. You, but Unity, um, I feel like Unity is falling behind now a little bit. Yeah, like, I, I, just... I agree. I think it might be in terms of tech and stuff, but I think the appeal of Unity is just how easy it is to work in Unity and, mm -hmm. it, and because it's so multi-platform, like you can make games in unity on like mobile phones all the way all the way up to a pc and and ps4 so i feel like those are the two main engines that are like middleware engines that are used i know of course you could, if pretty sure you can use uh frostbite or cry engine or uh source of course if that's like a personal project that you want to work on but like other companies aren't just straight up using those and i think yeah. we see a lot of times with sony their proprietary right. stuff well, it's because I think what why Unreal Engine is so widely used is because it's so widely documented. So if you are making a game and you're like, I need to solve this problem, like my game is being weird right now. Yeah. Uh, chances are there's going to be another team who has solved that problem. So that's why it's really easy to work with. You have a lot of support from other developers. I think you can talk to like 
you can just like reach out to uh, to Epic and be like, hey, like, what up with your engine? And then they can help you out. So it's yeah, so, it's, I mean, but, it's definitely become the engine. It, it used to just be the Unreal tournament engine that yeah, then that's became a, the yeah, Gears yeah. of War engine, shiny, shiny, shiny. I really miss the days when a new Unreal Engine meant a new Unreal Tournament. Were we ever going to get a new Unreal Tournament? Just like a throwback? Just throwback for the hell of it? They were making an Unreal Tournament, and then I I played it. It was in beta. It was like an open beta. It was like a community project. Like People could just make the game, basically. Oh, man. And uh, I was playing it in alpha, or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. and then uh, Epic hit it really big with some game called fortnite and literally killed darn for all their other projects i'm not kidding paragon <laughs> dead unreal dead everything like Unreal was just like well that's not making us money and like now they just I, do and it wasn't fortnite. i mean yeah. honestly it, it wasn't i can't we can't say that unreal was making anyone money but still no it made them zero money because it didn't even make <laughs> it, it out of development it was an alpha <laughs> it was yeah i'm not like it made zero money Oh uh, man, I feel so. You bad could for argue it now. that like at least Paragon was maybe making like money, but no one was playing it. So like, and ironically, that game. Fortnite wasn't making that much money either until it just people caught until it on, became like, a battle royale. Yeah, because Fortnite was supposed to be a thing called like uh, that's what defense, they call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, weird four player like survival survival game. And then one of the like randomly they're like, "Hey guys, we're we put in a battle royale mode just, you know, for the hell of it, go crazy." And then I remember like uh Blue Hole Games like PUBG got really mad. Right? They were like, "That's our thing. We're the battle royale." And yeah, and, they were. Uh, no, they're not. Yeah, and the Epic was just like, mm, "We can do mm, whatever, we do what we want." And then suddenly it's a huge it's like one of the biggest games in the world now. <sighs> and that's what you do, so, yeah. everybody. You take something and you make it better. Fix it. Become yeah. one with progress. So if you ever want to know why is Fortnite a battle royale game have building, it's because it wasn't built like it wasn't built as a it, battle it was royale. Supposed, yeah, it was yeah, that's why. Because you had to pay for that mode. Like that would the full game was you paid yeah. forty bucks for it and the battle royale yeah. was just a free, like I don't want to pay for this. So that's, Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. They're like, hey, we have this this quirky battle royale mode. Go go have fun, you guys. Maybe you'll maybe you'll actually pay for the game. And then, and then no one paid for it. And that's what happened. So, uh, but I think that's uh, pretty much it. I, I had a couple of the news stories, but we're we're running close to time. Capcom apparently is going to re- release multiple major titles by March thirty first, twenty twenty one. Sony Worldwide Studios or what what is it called? It's like PlayStation Studios now. Oh yeah, uh-huh. it's their uh, their brand uniting all of their their kind of first party studios, which I'm I'm glad to see that. You know that that's a good thing. It has a little marble like intro. I'm like okay. Everyone was making that comparison, yeah. I, I and even like I think on one of the one of the you know top head executives or whatever he was explaining, it's like yeah, you know you when you go to a Marvel movie and you see that opening logo screen and it's just like all your favorite characters. I mean it yeah, it's it's the same thing. And Evo. Evo is coming back online. Yummy. You know I mean? Oh yeah, but obviously it's only for games that have online support. So you'll notice like Smash Bros is not on there anymore. Which, you know, people aren't like the Smash community isn't upset with that just because Smash Online is not a fun experience. Per yeah. se. <laughs> so, you know, they've uh they've got they still got Street Fighter Five champion 
edition, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z Samurai Showdown, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Soul Calibur Six, Tekken Seven, and Undernight and Birth. They've also got a couple other games that, if I remember, um, yeah, Mortal Kombat Eleven Aftermath, Killer Instinct, which I was like, whoa, Ki's coming because Ki has solid online. So I was like, yo, I'm I'm cool. I always love watching people play Ki. Them mm. fighting herds. I don't know what this horse fighting game is about. Oh, it's about I saw that. It was fighting. crazy. Yeah, that one was what? funny. <laughs> Didn't know this existed. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know, My Little Pony Generation. Get your fight on. Next to Skullgirls, second encore. Skullgirls. Uh, mm-hmm. cannot say that. So anyways, second that's encore. Second yeah. encore. And when is when is Evo happening? When Evo Online? Did they give a date? It's probably a date somewhere. And uh, July 4th. There we go. Happy Independence Day. Oh yeah, this is uh Independence Day. Dun I keep hearing Barrett say that in my my head over and over. Oh, when you finish a fight? When I finish a fight, he's just like I'm like, thanks, Barrett. Thanks for Thanks for putting this in. I'm on chapter 14. Oh yeah. I'm on all of the side quests there. Uh, chapter 14, that's, uh, after, well, not spoilers, really, a game is kind of old, but that's after Sector 7 has fallen, right? Yeah, yeah, after the, how could they just do that? How, how? And I'm like, oh. Are you, were you sad, like, going up the tower, and then meeting all of Avalanche as you? Oh, as you my girl, my girl, Jesse. Mm. <laughs> that, that, that's how I felt, I felt like, were you, were you Were you sad? Were you sad? You know, we've joked about this moment coming because we knew it was coming. But yeah, like... that's the thing. That's the thing about like playing <laughs> uh, a game where you kind of know the story uh, going I... into it. Because was... we know we know Avalanche doesn't survive Sector Seven, right? Yeah. And then you spend in the beginning of remake, you spend a lot of time in joking around with these characters, and you're like, "Oh, I feel so bad." <laughs> so I didn't feel so bad about Bigs. Like, I was like, I, Biggs. Oh, how, why? Wait, wait, wait hold up, hold up. The one thing I wanted Biggs to do is be like, yo, somebody. No, I wanted him to live so he'd go back to the orphanage and, like, take care of the kids or whatever. I don't know. like Because, like, they, they tell you, like, early on or when you go to the yeah, orphanage. Yeah, he was. He used to be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, Biggs, man. You, you a G. And then, like, yeah, I, yeah, get yeah. Up, I get up there and Jesse's down. I'm like, and Jesse's still spitting that game, man. Jesse's still spitting that game. Tifa's like, I don't know how... To look at you you are going to die you're honestly a great friend stop hitting about, on my man <laughs> what about wedge how do you feel about wedge Wedge, i was actually really happy to see he made it out honestly i was because yeah. I, I thought he he was gonna die because oh, sorry. spoilers for ff7 remake by the way oh dadgummit <laughs> the, the spoiler cast is slowly coming if you you haven't done this don't yeah don't so listen. i think <laughs> now like but you can put a warning in the beginning but I think now you, as the player, you're starting to see where the where the story is starting to splinter, right? Yeah, I think a little bit right there, and yeah, you're starting to see like, oh, this is not like a one to one story remake, and I mean, you'll see like when you get through the next four chapters, seven chapter, I don't know, whatever, like however left is left in the game, but like when you when you finish the game, I think you'll have opinions of like where the next part is going to go. I'm still really enjoying all of the, all the combat, still enjoying that. And I finally got to, I think I'm almost legitly at the end of Crisis Core. So I finally finished up Nibelheim 
and just to see how that whole event played out is whack as fudge. It is whack. I, it yeah. is wacky. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I mean, I guess I have to wait for you to finish the remake, but like, I, I, I actually haven't finished Crisis Core either. So we were talking about last episode, and we're gonna wrap it up a little bit. But how Sephiroth is, for the most part, he's a good guy. He's yeah, he's actually you know what, not. No, he is a, actually a good guy. Bump it. There in is Crisis no, Core. In Crisis, in Crisis Core. Core. Yeah. yeah. He is okay until he uh, until he understands that Genova, his mom, who he believed was a real mother, because a scientist guy told him, or like a guy told him. Your mom's name is Genova. And he finds Genova in the lab and he's like, no, this can't be my mom. No, my well, yeah, mom's no, a it's human. Not, yeah. He doesn't believe, he doesn't want to believe that he is a project. He is, he was created. That is the whole thing. So he locks himself down in the basement in Nibelheim, reads a bunch of stuff on ancients and about Genova. And then he just magically comes out like. He's crazy. Yeah. He's crazy. He comes yeah. out legitimately crazy after that, burns the village down. Everyone's like. Zach's like, the fuck did you do? Sephiroth, bro, what's what happened? He's like, Yeah, this planet is mine. Yeah, yeah. Mother, yeah. we shall take it. And then Zach's like, You're not the Sephiroth I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm hoping that in the next part or the next two parts of remake that they touch on uh Vincent Valentine a little more. Mm. Like, cause he is related to Sephiroth, right? Right, right. Um, and in the original game, he's an optional character. An optional so if character. you if you don't get Vincent, you actually miss out on that part of the that story. story. Which I didn't actually uh, get him. I got Yuffie, yeah, but I didn't get. You didn't get Vincent, Vincent. yeah. And I think like because you know, Yuffie and, and Vincent are, are optional. Like when you get to the end of the game, they don't really have that many lines because I guess they mm. couldn't like they weren't sure if the player would have these characters in the party, so they didn't give them important parts. Right. Right. In the ending, but like yeah, now that. I, now that people know that they exist, they'll probably make them non-optional, and then they'll probably give them bigger parts in the story. Yeah, I really want to see them make sure that they flesh out Sephiroth. I really want them to harken back to everything that happens in Crisis Core, because I am actually upset with Aerith not understand, like, the sword is the same darn sword. <laughs> it bothers me. It bothers me. I have oh. to finish the end. Cloud Sword is his axe sword. Like, oh yeah, she, she like, hints hey, at I, I, I've, I've seen that sword she, before. Like, yeah. it's like she she hints at kind of having gone through this before when um the Turks show up, and that's a whole thing with Zach as well. Like, there's a whole connection, a whole storyline there. Uh, I, I just wanted to kind of go there. I wanted to go there. I want my boy yeah. Zach to get his attention because that dude is legit. Sorry, Cloud. also like. Aerith will hint about it when you are going through, I think it's like chapter 9 actually, when Aerith was just like, hey Cloud, did you have any friends in Soldier? And the Cloud yeah. was like, no. 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 Yeah. Which is actually <laughs> funny because Tifa actually asked Zach the same question in Crisis Core. She's like, do you know any blonde soldiers? Any blonde guys in Soldiers? I mean, uh, I don't tell anybody. I'm just, you know, my yeah. knight in shining armor. <laughs> and he's just like, what the fuck? Anyways, yeah, you should finish uh, Remake. I don't know how long like, I think if you, I don't know, like, you, what level are you, like, right now? 25. 25? Okay. Yeah, um 25, maybe going to 27. I, I, I'm literally where I just, I'm just going to do all these side quests and then finally just start, go through the last part. Because after that, it's just story. And it's just, what, an hour? Yeah, I think the last, the last couple, no, no, not in, like, the 
maybe in the middle of the game it's an hour per chapter but like once you get near the end man it's like the heck i'm already at 33 hours <laughs> i'm already a, at 33 oh you're at 33 oh i've been playing i've been playing uh, like i just i just zone out and just play and enjoy it so. like the last um two chapters i think are a bit of a jaunt but they're fun yeah if you're still here with us people uh we hope you enjoyed this moment of yeah. final fantasy 7 brought to you by us gamestop yeah. and uh probably i don't know anchor.fm yeah yeah thanks anchor yeah thanks thanks gamestop you don't know it yet but we know you and that'll do it for us this week. Episode 33. We'll be back next week for episode number 34. Let us know once again uh, if you have any voice messages for us. If you want to leave that on our anchor page at anchor.fm backslash UGPcast. Uh, there's a button there. You can always do that. And you can always follow us on social media on Twitter or Instagram at UGP underscore cast. Leave us a tweet or, you know, just whatever you're doing, whatever you're playing. Uh, we've hit a lot of followers on on both of those platforms. I got to say they're they're a lot of fun to kind of work on. And I promise, actually, maybe this week, me and Alex will play. What what game did we buy? Uh, Phantom Breaker. Phantom Breaker. There we go. I kind of like the uh, the podcast we did for Final Fantasy VII, the demo. Mm, yeah. so those that was kind of fun. Maybe we'll we'll do something like that again too. So once again, thanks everyone for joining. Remember, you set the tone. Go play some games. Enjoy your life. And stay safe. Go play some Chrono Trigger. Did I steal your line? Oh, crap. Uh, yeah, I guess. But you can play Chrono Trigger. It's on PC. Like, just do it. Just just get it. Or just mobile it. phone or DS or PlayStation 1. Yeah. So go do that, everybody. And then go find Xenosaga. Yeah, Make good us luck proud. finding that one. Yeah, good luck finding <laughs> that one. Yeah. Make us proud. All right, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Later. Wow. Peace. You win. I don't have that one. I should get it though. You should get that one. It's a good one. The the you win from Street Fighter Two, right? Where it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, you win. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs>